Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee Greenest state in the land of the free Raised in the woods so he knew every tree Killed him a bar when he was only three Davy, Davy Crockett You, uh, you mentioned something about a, a tiger. A lion. A cowardly lion. And he could talk, too, like the scarecrow and the tin man? Remember how we spoke? Not to talk about us. Because it's just my imagination. Just how did you get back from Oz? He put them on, and he clicked the heels three times. And then you said, there's no place like home. I know you don't want to go to the doctors, but you just haven't slept the night right through since the tornado. This electrical marvel will make it possible for you to sleep again. And then, my friends are in trouble. I know it. We're in trouble, Dorothy. Disney Week here on Be Kind Rewind. This is your Disney Plus movie podcast. I, of course, am Dan Teets. And joining me a little bit south of where this movie starts off. Kyra Hawkins. And if I had to pause. It's and the if thing. y'all have no idea what we're talking about, we are talking about what Kyra and I have determined is the first movie in the dark disney saga it is return to oz which of course is set in kansas 
Well, it starts and ends in camp. The rest is up for debate as to where it actually is set, whether it's a fever dream or a electroshock therapy place or whatever. Um, this movie was actually released June the 21st, 1985. It only did $11.1 million in box office, which $31 million in today's revenue. I want to say that Onward actually made more than that right when the pandemic was starting. But I have actually seen bits and pieces of this movie just from it being one of the movies that was on constant rotation in my house when it was discovered. But I can definitely say I had never sat down and watched this movie from start to finish. Yeah. My... um. I think I've mentioned in other episodes, I grew up with many cousins. Um, so when I was, when I was young, um, I had, let's see, there were 13 of us. I was like right in the middle of the 13. Hmm. So like I had that many older cousins and my, and my brother and, um, the cousins loved this movie. I remember like it was always on at my aunt's house or my granny's house cause they were watching it. And, um, so I had seen many parts of it, but I was, um, I didn't like it even as a kid. I was scared of it. So I'd never, like, I didn't know what the story was. I just knew some of the things that happened in the movie and that was all I needed to know. Um, so this actually was my first time to watch it and maybe only, but we'll see. I guess we'll get into that as we go. All right. Well, let's. So, the synopsis, which is Care of Wikipedia, goes a little something like this. In the autumn of 1899, Dorothy Gale is taken to the sanatorium by Dr. Worley, or the sanatorium of Dr. Worley, excuse me, by her Aunt Em and Uncle Henry, concerned that her continued obsession with the Land of Oz is a sign of delusion. Worley and his assistant, Nurse Wilson, plan to administer electrotherapy to Dorothy, before lightning causes a power failure. Dorothy is rescued by a mysterious girl who tells us where the machines who tells her that the machines damage patients and the two escape. Nurse Wilson chases the girls into a river where Dorothy floats away on a chicken coop, unable to save the other girl. Dorothy wakens in Oz with her chicken Belina, who can now talk. They follow a damaged yellow brick road to the Emerald City, which is in ruins, and its citizens, including the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion, are turned to stone. The Wheelers, people with wheels instead of hands and feet, seize them, but they are saved by TikTok, a mechanical man who explains that Scarecrow, the King of Oz, told him to await Dorothy's return. In search of the Scarecrow, they, they arrive at the castle of Princess Mombi, who has a collection of wearable heads. After she reveals that the Gnome King, who is responsible for the devastation of Oz, holds the Scarecrow at his mountain, she imprisons the group in a tower, intending to take Dorothy's head for her collection. They encounter Jack Pumpkinhead, who explains he was brought to life by Mombi's power of life. Dorothy steals the power, powder to construct a flying creature from furniture and the, the head of a gulp a moose-like animal, which flies them across the deadly desert to the Gnome King's mountain, pursued by Mombi and the Wheeler. The gulp crashes on a mountain, where Dorothy is briefly reunited with Scarecrow. 
The Gnome King turns Scarecrow into an inanimate object and offers each of the group three attempts to find which one in a group of in a room full of ornaments. The Gump, Jack, and TikTok all fail and are turned into ornaments themselves. Before, th before Dorothy begins her turn, the Gnome King reveals that he has her lost ruby slippers and used them to conquer Oz. He offers to use them to send her home instead, but Dorothy refuses. With her last guess, Dorothy selects a green gem which turns into Scarecrow. Realizing that inhabitants of Oz turn into green objects, she finds and restores Jack and the Gump. Enraged, the Gnome King imprisons Mombi as punishment for Dorothy's escape, then grows to gigantic size. He prepares to eat Jack before Bellina lays an egg in Jack's head that falls into the Gnome King's mouth and fatally poisoned. Dorothy retrieves the ruby slippers and hurriedly puts them on as the subterranean Gnome Kingdom collapses. She wishes for the group to return to the restored Oz City, where green metal on Gump's antler is restored into TikTok. The people of Do the people of Oz ask Dorothy to be their queen, but she desires to return home, but while Bolina chooses to stay. Princess Ozma, the girl from the sanatorium and the rightful ruler of Oz, is freed from the mirror Mombi imprisoned her in and ascends the throne. Dorothy hands over the ruby slippers to her, who uses them to send Dorothy back home, promising that she could return in the future if she wishes. Dorothy is found by her family on a riverbank in Kansas, where Aunt M tells her that the clinic has burned down with everyone except Worley surviving. Returning home, Dorothy sees Bolina and Ozma through her bedroom mirror and calls for her Auntie M, but they signal for her to keep Oz a secret. The end. Now, I'm trying. I'm I'm even trying to figure out where to even begin on this because my notes are pretty sporadic. Well, got about a quarter of a page of notes, but it's not cohesive. Mm -hmm. And. I actually own all of the Disney, or yeah, all the Disney books, all of the Wizard of Oz books. They're on my bottom shelf, and the world's youngest podcast host has a time or two pulled out book number four, which is not the one that this one was based on. This one was based on, a sec, should have had this up for great podcasting but I'm going to leave it in this one was actually based on the marvelous land of Oz and Ozma of Oz so I think that's books two and three in the series oh so they combined them yes huh. pulling this up right now to try to find out if it is yeah it, it's a it's a second it's actually the second book series so um I started watching it, and I grew up watching the one, or yeah, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It whatever it was on, it was something that I sat down and watched. So yeah. With this one, I was immediately thrown by the fact that we go from a Dorothy that's in late teens, early twenties. To a Dorothy that is maybe 10 years old? Um, I looked this up, actually, and um, 
I don't know if we ever got, so I don't think we got her age in the original film, but um, in this, I also was thrown. I was like, wait a second, this is supposed to be six months later, mm-hmm. and she's like, maybe. Um, so I looked, and in the books, Dorothy is like between 10 and 12, mm-hmm. and this supposedly follows those pretty closely. I, I don't know. Um, cause I haven't read the books, but yeah, that also threw me. Um, I think she's supposed to be like 11 or 12 in this. Okay. Um, and I didn't, I didn't like that, but I also saw like where one of the filmmakers said something to the effect of it's a separate movie. You shouldn't be thinking of the first one. Um, which I thought was interesting because, um, how do you make a sequel to an iconic like historic film mm-hmm. and expect people to disassociate from that. So, um, I, I don't know. It was just, it was interesting, um, to read that and wonder like, what were they thinking? Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people really love this movie. Um, I found out on Instagram and Facebook this week <laughs> that I was wrong. <laughs> so, um, it appeals to some people, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it has cult following. Yeah, cult following would definitely be the right term for this. Because if you're. I mean, the only thing that I actually liked about it was the fact that it was Feruza Balk, who grew up to be Vicky Valancourt in The Water Boy. <laughs> and I believe she was also in The Craft a few years before that. Yeah, there was. I know there was something else she was in that that I thought of the other day and I, of course it escapes me now, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like her. Um, and I knew she was in this and I wanted to like, I, I hoped that that would help me get through it. Um, <laughs> I mean, she, she did great. I mean, she yeah. was young obviously when this was made and, and like, I don't want to fault performers at all. No, it was just, this movie wasn't for me. Yeah. So, this movie is set, as you've said, six months after Wizard, and um, Dorothy has been having problems sleeping, and so Auntie M, being the good aunt that she is, has decided to have her sentenced to a sanitarium because she can't sleep. Yeah. I was by all of this. Yeah, I was... And, I mean, I had the synopsis up when when I was watching it, so that way I could try to pick out key points. But I'm like, I mean, I understand that it's 1900, and they didn't have all the modern wonders that we have nowadays. But you put an 11-year-old girl into a sanitarium, and then she's going to get what is called electric healing because she can't sleep. It's And, of course, I'm not a clinical psychologist i don't even play one on tv so i can't say whether or not that was the going thing back at the turn of the last century yeah um i don't really know either but um like i know electrotherapy has benefits in some instances Mm -hmm. but oh my god this whole thing like they get her there um, and the whole thing is terrifying. Like, I'm just like, Auntie M, what are you thinking? Like, are mm-hmm. you not 
freaked out by like is this just I don't know. This is not the um, Kansas that I ex- like expected at all. And I don't know. It just was so dark. Um, the The clinic was scary. The doctor was scary. The like nurse or whatever she was was. Uh, they're supposed to be scary, but um, yeah. it just was like creepy and uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that they tied her down. Yeah, and so. I mean, once again, we're supposed to completely forget about the original movie, but this movie starts off with them talking about how they had to rebuild, or they had to build a new house, mm-hmm. because the old house was blown away in the original Twister. Yeah. But... If my memory serves me right, at the end of Wizard of Oz, doesn't Dorothy wake up in the house? She wakes up in her bedroom, and the yeah. house is intact, and they're like, everyone's like, oh, it's fine. Like, the tornado didn't, I mean, yes, the tornado carried the house away to Oz, but then, like, in Kansas, the house was pretty much untouched, mm-hmm. as far as you can tell, when she gets back. So, um, yeah, that threw me, too. I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah. Like, unless there was just damage to the house they found later, I guess we could rationalize that. Yeah. I also, like, this kind of backing up just a little, I was so irritated that she didn't give two craps about Toto in this movie, but she was all about the chicken. (laughs) Well, and kind of jumping ahead a little bit to where she gets to Oz... I have a major issue with the fact that, according to her, all the animals could talk. But, for some reason, Toto couldn't talk in the first movie, which may have been why he was left behind, because he was the only animal in the entire, both universes, that couldn't speak. So, therefore, he was left to fend for himself or whatever. So... Rewinding just a little bit, because I, I know we're going to be jumping jumping around. But um, she gets saved by a girl because lightning strikes, knocks out the power, because power or electricity is the new, modern, great thing. And the power gets knocked out, so she's saved by the lightning. And then her the and this... The doctor and the nurse leave her in that room in the dark by herself where she can just hear other patients screaming. <laughs> it's like, these people are not meant to be dealing with children at all. This is not a kid's clinic. Go somewhere else. Yeah. But yeah, um, mysterious other little girl comes and saves her. Yeah. And so they get away from Nurse Ratchet. That's what I'm going to call her because, I mean, all intents and purposes, she's the big, bad, scary witch. Yeah, witch. She should have been pl- yeah. she should have been playing a witch in this movie. But they get a, they get away and they end up at a river. I am going to call on you since you are the closest of the two of us to Kansas. Is there mm-hmm. a river that runs through Kansas that could take you to Oz at all? Uh, well, Dan, it's been a while since I took any kind of like geography class. Um. You know, like 20 years. Uh, so I don't know. And what Do we know what, what city they were in? 
does not say. Remember if we know. Well, okay. You've got the Missouri and the Arkansas. I mean, there's some decent sized ones, so maybe. Depending maybe. on where they're at. Okay. All right. All right. Well, 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 we'll go ahead and say there is a river that mysteriously runs through Kansas or Missouri or Arkansas or yeah, wherever she is. River. Let's okay. just say Missouri because there's like a song about it across the wide Missouri. So it's, it's big, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey. Yeah, let's very, go with that. Very, very, very good answer. We will go with that. So this river doesn't flow to Kansas. It flows to Oz. And she somehow has climbed into a chicken coop where we get the lovely Belina, who can now talk, and, and is the funny. she is the most irritating part of this movie. And I love a good dad joke and all, but mm-hmm. the jokes and the corniness that everything that she says just it graded on me. And yeah. I honestly wish that she would have been left at home and we would have gotten Toto. For real. Yeah. I question so many like things about this decision. I, I Like I said, I haven't read the book, so maybe she's in the book. But um, mm-hmm. they, they change things in these kinds of like books to movies, stories all the time. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have changed because, yeah, terrible jokes. Just grading the voice was so annoying i am sorry to the voice actor but oh and like even some of the like puppeteering of the chicken was like hokey Mm -hmm. uh just i didn't like it it was definitely not jim henson's work for because you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen an obvious chicken puppet yeah um well, I think they spent all of their budget on the Mombi stuff, probably. So. Yeah, probably. And also on the wheelers, because we can't forget the the disgustingly and and we we are probably going to get hate mail for this because I'm I'm revealing my hand. I did not like this movie. This one will not ever be watched unless it's a Halloween night that. Thompson somehow clicks on it and decides that he wants to sit down and watch. Yeah. No, I'm not even going to expose Keaton to this. Um, I will say, okay, I do have one positive thing to say. Okay. <laughs> I, so I think probably because I remember this from like watching bits and pieces of it when I was young, but the trees that have lunch pails, A plus. I love those trees. I like, I remember even as a kid thinking, oh, I love that. Um, it's just exciting trees that have lunch pails, and they're kind of cute. They look like they look like big weird apples or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was exci- like, I remembered that. So when I saw that scene, I got excited. Like, oh, there's hope for this. But <laughs> um, the like the lunch pail trees were cool. But then we have some like weirdly animated talking rocks, mm-hmm. like the rock spying on Dorothy as she makes her way through. Um, it was cool to see the original house that fell on the witch sitting that there. Somehow that, and, ended up back in Oz or back in Kansas at the end of the first movie, but yeah. Yeah, but it's here. 
the one the tornado blew away, she says when she sees it. But it's like, no, kid, you were like just in that house six months ago. Did you forget? Like, maybe she is going crazy and needs electrotherapy. Or I I I just figured it out. Loki season two is coming. So it is a variant timeline. Okay, we can go with that. I'll accept it. It makes it, it, I mean, I was going to say it makes it more watchable, but um, I'm not watching this again. Spoiler alert. Um, like, he, here's the thing. She 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 comes across the house. I got excited because, like, a callback to, or, to the original, mm-hmm. and it's just cool. Like, I know this is probably weird, but, like, old houses like that are just kind of cool to me. Um, like, I don't know. Maybe that's weird. But then, and then we see the, um, like the yellow brick road is like destroyed. Um, there's no like Munchkin city anywhere. Like we see the house and the road, but Munchkin city is nowhere. Um, and I, I wanted to think it was cool to see all of like Oz in shambles, but I really didn't like it. Like there's probably a way they could have done this that would have been, better for me but I don't know this wasn't it yeah so she travels down the yellow brick road gets to what is left of Oz finds the wheelers who accuse her of stealing the lunch pail off of the lunch pail tree mm-hmm. and her and the chicken somehow escape and oh well they escape because they find a robotic man which I guess is supposed to be your stand in for the Tin Man, but we see the Tin Man at the end of the... Yeah. He's like... TikTok is his name? Yes. Um, And I would have much rather sat and watched TikTok videos for an hour and two. He's like... Okay. TikTok is so cute. <laughs> but I also found him annoying. Like, I... I again, another one of those scenes, like, oh, I remember him. Like, from seeing parts mm-hmm. of it as a and like getting kind of excited like I recognize that he's adorable but then he starts talking and he is not super helpful mm-hmm. um I I know he has like a few points here and there where he's useful but uh he's not the best um the wheelers are terrifying yeah I don't I hate the way they look I like the way their bodies are and um their like weird makeup just all of it this whole, like, the whole aesthetic of this gave me the ick. <laughs> it gave you the ick. Yes. Okay. So, one, well, I say one issue, because it seems like I am coming up with a myriad of issues that I've got. In the original Wizard of Oz, they showed her traveling to wherever she was going. Mm-hmm. Once TikTok helps her escape... The wheelers, you snap your fingers and they're standing at Mumbai's castle, which is where seven-eighths of the production value went into. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I can understand because you don't want a three-hour movie with a 12-year-old girl having to walk however far it is, but you could have at least shown her meet up with some people along the way. Yeah, I mean, they... In the original. Yeah. And for some reason, I remember, and this might be me misremembering or remembering another 
Oz movie because there are numerous Oz movies out there. But I could have remembered, I thought that Pumpkinhead, for lack mm-hmm. of a better name, was discovered somewhere on the Yellow Brick Road instead of in, in the top of the tower. And that would have made for a better thing because in the original movie, everybody had their thing that they were after. The Scarecrow was after Smarts. The Wizard was after... Yeah, the Wizard. The Tin Man was after a heart. And the Cowardly Lion was after Courage. TikTok had a brain, so he didn't need that. He could have been... Well, not really sure. I'm I'm trying to find parallels for all of them. Yeah, there's really not any... um, There... I don't know. I think this movie seems more like set and visual effects driven Mm -hmm. than character driven, Um, which is unfortunate. I mean, Mombi's castle or they call her something else. Princess something. I have no idea. She's she's really Mombi and princess taker of heads. Maybe she's Princess Mombi. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. But, um, like, her castle is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would have liked a different kind of story told in this setting. Like, the whole... The sets worked. It was just what they did with it that Mm -hmm. I think didn't work. Um, Yeah. At this point, Dan, I'm sorry to tell you, we're only 40 minutes into the movie. Um... (laughs) And that's just how I felt watching it. Uh, well, why all is right. this taking so long? I actually, I did have a glimmer of hope. You said you had a glimmer of hope. I didn't remember the um, headroom. Oh, yeah. That gave me Game of Thrones vibes from where Sansa goes in to find the faceless man. Because they're, I mean, obviously it's not thousands and thousands of heads like that because she had only taken, I think, 34, 35 heads or whatever. And she was going to keep Dorothy as her newest head for the collection until Pumpkinhead helped, helped her escape by finding the powder of life and yada, yada, yada. And we're thrown back down the rabbit hole. I would have rather been in a rabbit hole. Um, yeah, the headroom is so scary. Um, when you realize that they're all moving, like their mm-hmm. eyes are moving and they're like the kind of turning and they're all kind of expressionless, but they're moving just a little. Um, and then, of course, she puts on the one that looks like the scary nurse mm-hmm. from the clinic because, like, all of the villains have to be tied back to someone in real life. Um, it's just how it works. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, when they all start screaming, I, I hated that. Like, I just was like, I'm so glad I'm watching this during the day because I don't, like, it gave me time to think about other things and forget about it. <laughs> so that I can dream about it. Um I, I didn't like any part of that. And then, of course, like you said, she gets thrown in the tower bec- with Jack Pumpkinhead, which, like, can we give this guy a better name? Um, and she's just going to keep her there the until she's of, old enough yeah. to be a head in the headroom. Yes. 
I'm like, was she going to feed her? What's the plan here, Mombi? Um, yeah, and so when we get into the tower, before we've been introduced to the aptly named Jack Pumpkinhead, I saw a Roman bust of what I think might have been Caesar, a dragon carving just randomly laying around, and then you got the gump head, which is hanging on the wall. Yeah, and that that thing was weird, too. Shouldn't have been surprised. I want to know the backstory on how all of those pieces got into the tower. That would have been a much better story. Did Mombi trap things, or did the Gnome King go out and plunder Earth on the original timeline, or or another variant timeline, or since we're bringing it, since it's all because Loki's around now, we're going to have to. Um, and speaking of plundering Earth, they so they bring the Gump to life, and he's a manufactured piece of furniture for all intents and purposes. He's like a furniture sleigh or something. Yeah. And so they take off and they start flying, and you see the moon in one of the shots. Because it's nighttime. And I'm like, okay, is Oz on another planet that is circling Earth to be able to have that moon? Or are we just not... Or is it a parallel Earth? (laughs) Like a parallel, like, reality, universe, whatever? Yeah. It it threw me out, which was kind of a good thing because I was able to breathe and not concentrate on what I was watching for a minute. And I'm like, all right, well... I guess I'd better go back. And, of course, because Jack helped to put everything together, the Gump Furniture Tower falls apart, and they land on the Gnome King's Mountain. Yeah. Oh, so there's, like, a weird thing happening every once in a while in this movie where, like, one of the, um, like, Oz characters seem like so interested and like kind of concerned that she's got a chicken. Mm-hmm. So it's just sprinkled in throughout like um, Mobby's like sends the wheelers after her to, and she's like, make sure you get that chicken. Mm-hmm. Everyone, Belina, um, they are after her. Like they are after a nice hot Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> and <laughs> she, I just thought, okay, there's something going on here. Like, when is this going to, like, where's the payoff for all Mm -hmm. these, like, weird hints? Um, And I think we get it shortly. Well, it's a little farther in, I think. Yeah, I think think that's the big reveal that happens after you turned off the movie. Yeah. Well, no, I saw, I I saw how she, like, helps, but... um, it's just like, I don't know. I, I just knew about halfway in, there's like been enough hints about mm-hmm. this at, the, at some point that I was like, okay, something's going on with, with Belina. Like, for some reason, she's important. We don't know why. But she's like so important that they have hidden her inside Jack's head. Um, so she's like, every now and then you see her kind of peek out of the pumpkin's like eye holes, which mm-hmm. I thought was, how can he still see? Um, oh, and he's calling Dorothy mom because he wants his mom. Yeah, it, it just, 
Like, it makes sense at the end when there's, like, the reveal of, I guess we'll get to it, but it just, I, I, it didn't help me not feel weirded out. At this point, I was like, please, just something that doesn't feel so strange, but (laughs) there were just so many strange things. Yeah. And so we find out that the weird claymation rock character has been talking to the Gnome King who lives in this mountain. Who also appears initially as a weird, like, rock creature. Yeah. And he welcomes them all into his castle and sits them down to have a nice slice of limestone pie and some hot melted silver while they discuss how he is going to best because he... Surprise, surprise, has the ruby slippers. Mm-hmm. He's like wearing that, them under his like rock dress. Yeah, and, and, and we'll we'll get we'll get to that later on. So he welcomes them in, Dorothy's reunited with the scarecrow, and then all of a sudden the scarecrow gets turned into something that makes him disappear. Yes. Um I would like to just interject that so we saw statues of Tin Man and Cowardly Lion. Mm-hmm. The lion looks like lion. The Tin Man looked terrible, um, like cartoonish, and not like our beloved Tin Man. And Scarecrow was a nightmare, an actual nightmare come to life with gigantic, like, weird, unblinking eyes. Um I just, I wasn't happy, I wasn't as happy to see him as he was because, um, like a big, the big eyes and like a mouth that doesn't move. It's just like fixed into a big smile. Um, very Halloween-y. Yeah. So why did they, so, so why did they release this in the middle of June and not have an October release? Seriously. Well, I mean, Hocus Pocus came out in the middle of summer too, so. There's that, but yeah, this, it just was, um, I think we were supposed to like, oh, it's the scarecrow, but he did not look like anybody I wanted to hug. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so he's like, he, she's so happy. He gets turned into like an ornament. Well, he just kind of vanishes and we don't know exactly, but then the rock king or the gnome king, sorry. Uh, in my notes, he's Rock King, or just um, Rock, or just King. <laughs> because, but because is miss- he totally rocking? That's the big question. Oh, I wish that he. But don't. Um. So, where were we? Uh, well, Go- he sits them all down, and then they they start eating the food and everybody says oh it's so tasty what is it and he says well it's a limestone pie and hot melted silver and you can literally see the fumes or smoke or something coming off the silver and Dorothy just continues to drink it Mm -hmm. and once again I'm not a doctor I don't play one on TV I don't think that's good for you to drink silver when it is piping hot or ingest it at all unless a doctor has prescribed it. Um, you know, I just had a thought. Like, I've got this open looking at it. And um, the so the Numb King in his, like, rock form 
um, he like she's very sad. Uh, Dorothy, she's like crying on him, and like you see his like creepy like big rock hand like I'm I'm gesturing. Um, and no one can see it, um, but he's like patting her, like to comfort her. And um, I, I just thought of another rock creature that I saw in a movie called um, The Neverending Story, <laughs> where there's Rock Crusher and. Um, I'll try you. Yes. Oh, so I. I hadn't made this connection until literally like 10 seconds ago. I was like, were they like, again, I know this is based on a book and supposedly they followed it closely, but I, I don't know. I, this rock creature is supposed to be the bad guy, but I, I thought, I wish they would have made him look a little more like rock crusher from never ending story, but the animation kind of reminded me of it. Um, that that was like a long little side note so that I could talk about a different movie. Um, so but now you're making me wish I would have watched instead of this. Yeah. Well, okay. So um, just spoiler alert. I, like I've watched it many times in my life and a few times over the last couple years. And to me, it doesn't like, it doesn't pass the nostalgia check for me. Um, like it makes, I still have the same emotional reaction, but some of it is um, so weird to me, in in a way that I didn't think was weird as a kid because I just wasn't thinking about it. Um, so I I don't know. It it's still worth watching. It's just a little weirder as an adult. Anyways, uh, so he comes up with this fun fun little game to help them get um. To help them maybe try to win back the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he sends them each into like kind of like like a cave of wonders situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to like guess which object is the scarecrow and touch it and also say something like some ma- kind of magic word. Oh, pause. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how they're supposed to get Scarecrow back. They each have like a certain number of attempts or something, but it's limited. Yeah. Yeah. And so they send Gump in first. Of course, he doesn't know what to look for, so he gets changed. And this is where Dorothy realizes that she may have bitten off more than she could chew because she's like, well, what happened to him? He's like, well, you didn't think that I was going to send them back when they missed their chances. So now they're part of the game too. Yeah. And so they send Pumpkinhead in and Pumpkinhead's like, well, the only thing that I know is my mom and you're my mom. So I'll try to make you proud. And he goes in, of course he failed. Yeah. They all are very bad at this game. (laughs) Yeah. And so TikTok gets sent in. And the um, the gnome king has somebody notify him that TikToks run down, mm-hmm. and it so yes, yeah, or that's what their thinking's happening. And so he's like, "Well, go ahead and join him and help him, so that way he can make his choice and you can be done." 
And before he does this, this is where we see that the gnome king likes to wear women's slippers. Yeah. Um, And, like, throughout this, like, really the whole rest of the movie for the part that he's in, um, like, throughout this game, every time it cuts to him, we see that he's, like, getting just a little more human Mm -hmm. as it progresses. Um, I don't know if it explains why that's happening. If it does, I missed it. But like, it's like the trans, like the gradual transformation from like full on animated rock to like Rocky, like human and not Sylvester Stallone Um, with his like, because he's kind of got a rock face, but like human eyes that are like red and kind of bloodshot. Terrifying. So scary. I hated this. Um, it was effective, I guess, in the way that they wanted it to be, because he's the scary bad guy. But mm-hmm. I just thought, oh my gosh, if if Auntie M thought Dorothy was crazy before, yeah, just wait until she comes home and tells about this story. Yeah, and he looked like the doctor. But uh, oh, whoops! Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> well, this yet. movie is thirty years old, or dang, forty years old, forty thirty-eight years old. So. If you haven't watched it, yeah, we should have said what we always do. If you haven't watched the movie, hit pause, and we'll wait for you. But it's too late for that. We're sorry if you've watched it. Well, I mean, surely they know how it goes around here. But uh, the Gnome King is, like, getting scarier and scarier. We, Yeah, his, like, he's wearing... (laughs) <laughs> when he lifted up his robe or dress or whatever he's wearing to reveal that he's wearing the ruby slippers, I just thought, oh, no, they don't match. Uh, that's not a good outfit. <laughs> it's like, why are you pairing that with those beautiful shoes? Um, but, like, the bloodshot eyes are really what has gotten me. Um, but, yeah, so suddenly it's Dorothy's turn. I don't know if she ever acknowledges that he's looking freakishly more human as time has gone on, but she gets into the cave of wonders and uh, it seems like she has a pretty good, I mean, she does well. She does better than her friends did anyways. Yeah. So the, the way that this works, she goes in and she's talking to TikTok and TikTok's like, no, my automation hasn't run down. I just wanted you in here so that way if I ch- when I choose wrongly, because I'm going to choose wrongly because I'm not a human and I've never been alive. So when I choose, you'll be able to see what I turn into and then that can help you figure it out. That's right. Okay, so I, I kind of forgot about that. I thought he just went in and was immediately done like the others. But yeah, TikTok... It's not useless. I had in my notes earlier in the movie, TikTok is totally useless. Yeah. But he actually finally did a good thing here by being so smart to think of that genius plan. Yeah. And so, but it didn't work because as he chose, the lights go out and Dorothy hadn't looked around to see everything that was in there. Or else she would have gotten it on the first chance, and then we would have had a totally different movie. But the lights come back up. He's, of course, changed into something that's gone. And he, and so she starts looking around, trying to figure out which one is the scarecrow. 
and she guesses incorrectly once and the Gnome King gets happier. She guesses incorrectly again and Gnome King's like, all right, well, it's about to happen. We're going to be done with Dorothy. I can finish my conquest of Earth and then move on to the other variant. Yeah, that's what we're going with. <laughs> but, oh, I wish. But she somehow figures out that the people from the Emerald City are changed into green ornaments. And so she puts her hand on one and says the magical Oz. And poof, Scarecrow's back. And this ticks off the Gnome King. Because he's like, you weren't supposed to figure out my game. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and in, so... In the meantime, Mombi has been making her way to this area. Whatever mm-hmm. this castle or it is. Cave. Yeah. Um, that's when we find out, oh, she's working with him. Uh, yeah. It's terrifying. And so... Once she's figured out how to determine which ones are from the, um, are from Emerald City, she starts running around, starts changing everything back that she can, and she changes back Jack, and at this point in time, the Gnome King has had enough, and he changes into the fiery beast of hell himself, mm-hmm. and decides that he's going to make himself a pumpkin pie. Yeah, so... this uh, is where we have the payoff of the wonderful chicken in us. Yeah, uh, so Rock King, Gnome King, whatever, has, like, (laughs) he's gotten progressively more human as we've been going, as I, as described. But now, suddenly, he, like, grows in size to, like, gigantic, and he is fully rock, um, with still human eyes, but all rock animated, um... He's going to, yeah, okay. I'm like, where did Dan leave off? I don't want to go too far. Yeah, we finally get the payoff with the chicken jokes. And um, I think it's kind of funny the way it happens. Uh, He's about to eat Jack Pumpkinhead with the chicken hiding in the Pumpkinhead. And out pops Belina's first egg and God only knows how long. Because at the very beginning of the movie, Dorothy's like, Belina, you need to lay an egg or else Auntie M's going to use you for dinner tonight. And so she lays an egg and we find out the reason why there are no chickens in Oz is because gnomes and rock creatures are allergic and eggs are poisonous. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to watch the egg like roll around um, inside of Jack's head for a second, like kind of spiral Mm -hmm. around and then fall out into the king's mouth. And then he spends his like last few seconds just whining a little. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess that's kind of what the Wicked Witch did. She just whined until she melted. What a world! Um, What a world! And it's like, I don't know. That's so iconic, and this is just so weird, and like, and not, the special effects are so bad here, too. Um, I just thought, like, are we back in 1967? Um, because, like, the disintegration of the king, or like, the crumbling, or whatever, um, I, it just didn't look great to me. I'm not a special effects person, but, um, 
Dorothy gets the shoes back. Yeah. Uh, and she slips cool. them over her shoes. Mm-hmm. She doesn't take off her shoes and puts puts them back on. She just slips on the ruby slippers and goes on like, oh, well, you're supposed to wear two pairs of shoes and eyes. That's the yeah. normal thing to do. Uh, while, so because they have vanquished the Gnome King, like every, like, living creature that he's turned to stone across Oz and the Emerald City and all of that, like, begin to reanimate. I'm wondering about the ones we saw in the beginning who didn't have heads. Like, uh-huh. do they reanimate headless or do they, like, are they restored? I don't remember if we see it, but we do see the Cowardly Lion as a lion. We see um, the Tin Man as, like, the weird-looking little guy that he is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? The, the headless statues are restored to full humanity with their heads. Which means that Mombi has lost five of her heads out of her room. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is okay. I don't remember what happens to the wheelers, but I wish that they would be gone. Um, yeah. Dorothy's transported with her friends to a field with Mombi in a cage of some kind. When we see the city is restored in the distance, that shot um, was actually really pretty cool. Um, It kind of looked like something you like, maybe if you're like a big um, like wizard of Oz fan, you might want a poster or like that might be some kind of art piece hanging in your house. It's a cool shot. Then like sitting in the grass in this field. And then you just see the Emerald city light up um, like beams of light from it. And the moon is there. And in a movie of weirdness, this just, I don't know, this one scene really stood out to me as like, wow, that's actually really beautiful. (laughs) So, then we find out that the girl that had helped Dorothy escape the sanitarium is actually the rightful queen or princess or whatever you want to call it of Oz. Mm-hmm. And her name is Ozma. And she has been stuck in a looking glass for however long, six months, whatever we're, whatever we're talking about. And... It was weird to see Dorothy walk towards Ozma as the same time as Ozma was walking towards her. It was almost like they were mirror images, but not. Yeah. And then Dorothy helps her back out, and she sends her back to Kansas, where we find her washed up on the riverbank of the Missouri River. Mm-hmm. That's oh, what we we're did going get- with. We get some closure for Mombi too. Um, like all of her victims have been restored. Um, it's actually some of those victims I think that explain exactly what has happened. Um, confirmed to Dorothy, like, oh no, she really is the ruler. Here's here's what happened with her. Um, we see Mombi in the cage. Do we get closure for her? Like I know that we get closure for her victims. What happens to Mombi? Do we see? I think she just ends up in a cage in the castle. Did she, like, did she disintegrate? It's going to bug me. See, because it wasn't ever said in the synopsis what happened to her. 
because when we get back to Kansas, the head nurse Ratchet is locked up and she's driven off in a in a buggy because apparently they weren't supposed to be performing these kind of tests on people. Yeah, she's in trouble. Or maybe yeah. she just maybe she does just stay in her cage there, mm-hmm. uh, giving everybody dirty looks. But yeah, Dorothy's back home. Ruby slippers on Ozma's feet. She's beautiful. Um, and then Dorothy's back in her house in her new room. Yes, and she sees the she sees Ozma and Bellini. That's not the right name, is it? Bellini's a type of drink. <laughs> Bellina? Bellina. Bellina. I was about to say, Bellini doesn't sound right, but you might need one to be able to sit through this. The chicken. So, oh, that's, we forgot to say, like, Bellina chose to stay in Oz because she didn't want to come back to this, like, crazy world, which, I mean, same girl. Um, I would stay in Oz, too, if if it was under a good ruler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she like has kind of a vision of them in her mirror. Um, and that's kind of that. Yeah. So tell us again where you stopped the movie and why you thought that was the ending. Um, let me scroll a bit. It was right before, before Ozma was like clicking those ruby slippers, I think. There are about 10 minutes left total, which um, that does include the credits. So I've probably missed the last like five minutes or so. I think because like Ozma comes out of the mirror, they like something um, happens to what happens to Ozma? I don't think anything does, but. Oh, you know what? Scrolling back, so here's what's happening. Uh, some of those beautiful women who Mombi had taken at, taken their heads um, explain. And Ozma's like, I forgive her. Uh, she says, Dorothy has punished her by removing her magical powers, and a witch with no magic is a miserable creature. So uh, that's the end of Mombi. That, I think they put those slippers on on. Um, Ozma. And that's, I think, where I paused. I'm pretty sure it was because I was like, I had to like leave to go pick my daughter up from school. And I thought I would come back to it. And I forgot to. I mean, that's not a bad place to end it, really. Um, yeah. It's like beautiful. It's happy ending. I mean, then we go back to boring old Kansas, which is less beautiful, but also a happy ending. Um, yeah. And that's. That's a wrap. So I have one final question that does not get answered. And I'm going to throw it out to you as well as to the listening audience. At the beginning of this movie, Uncle Henry said, well, we had to take out, we had to borrow the money to get Dorothy the electrical healing. So when the sanitarium burns down, what happens to that money? Is Antem just out and they're going to lose their house and have to move into the chicken coop? Or That's a good question. Or are we talking about another variant of a Oz movie that never got made? Because this movie definitely did not do well. They probably were like, nobody's going to remember this. 
Except for yeah. some guy in about 40 years that's doing a podcast. Oh, what's a podcast? Yeah. Yeah, what? I, um, yeah, they just are so, like, so misguided. Like, please stop trying to do this to this poor girl. Um, I don't have any other notes. I just, um... I think I said it all. One thing. The Auntie M. I feel like I've seen her in something. And I can't figure out what. Because that was Piper Laurie. Okay. And I'm looking her up on Wikipedia. And I have no clue why I think that I would have seen anything. Because she didn't do Disney film. Or that I'm, I'm aware I'm of. Now I'm like, ooh, what do I know her from? Because I know that name. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Hugh Laurie, but it's not no relation, because I thought maybe he was, that was her married name, but no, she took that name. But yeah, I feel like I'd know her from something as well. She's got a huge film filmography. Mm-hmm. I thought that's cool. Um, Children of a Lesser God stands Oh, she was in Carrie. Um, oh, she was Sissy Spacek's mom. Mm. That's where I, uh, that's where we know her. Yeah, it looks like her last film role that's listed here was White Boy Rick, which I have no idea what that is. <laughs> um, but like she's been in so many things, and some of them I recognize off of this list, and others I don't. Um, television, I don't oh. recognize any. Oh, Saint Elsewhere. Hmm. She, she was there. Murder She Wrote. Um, Twilight Zone. Matlock. Beauty and the Beast television show in 1989. That was a weird one. I kind of remember it. <laughs> uh, Twin Peaks. Um, yeah, I think I think it was Carrie that I'd known her from. So, once again, she played a motherly figure that was um, very misguided. Yeah, she did a lot of TV like guest start like guest appearances. Um, I recognize her name as soon as you said it. I was like, oh, I know that. Mm-hmm. But not placing it. All right. So are we ready to throw an egg at this movie and start dissecting the three questions, which should be very quick and easy? Yes and no. I do want to say real quick, um, even though I complained about some of the special effects, I remember reading that this actually was nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. for special effects. Um, it did not win. Now I'm like, what did it lose to? <laughs> And I can't remember. Hold on, let me. Yeah, because I because I saw that as well. Uh, best visual effects. Oh, it lost to Cocoon. Oh. Which I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah. I that's another one that I've seen bits and pieces. I just know it has Wilford Brimley, who is the Quaker oatmeal and diabetes guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um. Let's go. Taking a sharp left. <laughs> from from that, uh, our first question: What is today's impact on this movie? Obviously, there are a number of issues with the treatment of, shall we say, mental health issues. Yes. As a PC term. Um. Yeah, I think that um they would. I, they wouldn't even really have to change it that much. I feel like it's done in a way that you, like, you know this is wrong. Um, 
like I, we can be critical of the characters, but like you're supposed to know, like we're all in on it and aware, like this is wrong. Um, so they may not even have to change that. I wish that they wouldn't tie her down, mm-hmm. but again, like it was like 1800, so or 1900. It was right at the turn of the century, so it was 1899. Yeah. So we're talking 18. Yeah. Not eighteen hundred like one eight zero zero. I think I'm I was thinking about Hamilton. Um no. It was it was let's just say nineteen hundred to keep my little brain straight. I mean, around that time, sure, they would have done dumb things like that. But like mm. I, I think it's done still in a way that you know it's wrong, so they wouldn't really need to change that. But yeah. It Hopefully there would be some like resources, like hey, if you are struggling. Yeah. But I don't know. I I could go on about it, but it's not anything that has to change really. So. I mean, the one other thing that probably could get changed if they were to do a remake of Return to Oz, which now that Disney is remaking every movie ever known to man, they may end up doing it. Um, the special effects for most of it would need to be reworked. Mm-hmm. I did actually like how the hands pulled back the part of the cave that they were walking into. That weirded me out, but it was so cool because it was the kind of claymation that I would watch. Yeah. Yeah, that that part is kind of like weird, but... In a cool way, mm-hmm. like you said. Um, I noticed that, too. But other than that, they would definitely have to rework it either with Claymation if they want to keep the Gnome King, Rock King, whatever you want to call him, as a humanoid that, as you said, got more human as you went. Yeah. But... Those were the two things that I thought of. Um, Is this movie mirrored in culture? No, but it has a cult following, as you have found, by angering the Return to Oz (laughs) followers. Yeah. I I had one friend that was like, oh, I loved this movie. My fifth grade birthday party was Return to Oz themed. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't like it. Um, so the same friend also liked the next like next week's movie I asked and uh, she also loved it so um, I will say this is a person I really admire they're very into like kind of spooky Mm -hmm. scary things so it fits um but I just, I was like, oh, I, I, maybe it'd be more fun to watch with someone who's excited about it, actually, mm-hmm. thinking about it. Like, well, it changed my mind. Now you've kind of got me interested in what her um, birthday party was like. I mean, did she have stunt performers on, like, rollerblades for the wheelies? Or I need yeah, I more information now, because... <laughs> I mean, I think it was just like kind of Oz type. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't ask any more questions. We were 
pretty much just talked about the movie. Alright. Third and final question. How does it fit into today's society? This is definitely the little kid brother of Oz the Great and Powerful and Wicked now. And, of course, The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. um, Was there another... I'm thinking of the one with Michael Jackson, The Wiz. I have yeah, not the Wiz. seen. Um, I th- did the Muppets do um, the Muppets did Wizard of Oz. Yes, and we will be covering the Muppets Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And we will be referring to that one in favorable terms, just because it's the Muppets. So. Yeah, the thing with the Muppets is like even bad Muppets, it's still Muppets, and there's always. <laughs> Something funny in it. So it's not a waste of time. Um, but yeah, Meriden culture only... Wait, wait, wait. Not Meriden. Where are we at? I think I went to the wrong question. We are on fit into today's society. Oh. I don't know why I haven't reworked that because I can never say that phrase. Yeah, hey, maybe we can workshop that off air sometime. Yeah. But... Um, it, it fits into society only because it's, like, part of this larger IP that's, like, I mean, it's Oz. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, lots of variations of books. Um, the books that Wicked are based on or is based on is um, they are also very dark and um, take, like, an interesting twist. I loved them when I read them many years ago, I don't think I would like them as much now, but um, there's just, it's, it fits into society just because it is such an iconic piece of our culture mm-hmm. as a whole. All right. Is there anything else that we need to say about before we forget about it totally <laughs> or um, try to? Yeah. I'm, I'm probably never watching it again. Well, I now that we've decided that it is a, well, I'm not going to say a bad movie, but it's not one of Disney's best, mm-hmm. and you don't have to answer me right now, would this be top five worst? No. Um, I mean, I need to look through some notes, but um, I can think of at least three or four that I would rank high, <laughs> like higher on badness um so no i I, it's not the worst i mean i just didn't like it like i can appreciate that there are things about it that are likable and that other people would appreciate but um it's just not for me that's fine that not every movie that we cover is going to be for every person and that's why disney made so many of So, with that being said, we always leave you with homework. Sometimes it's pleasurable to watch. Sometimes it's this. Um, Next week's movie is another dark Disney film. A little bit better, in my opinion, than this one. It is The Black Cauldron. So, you actually get an hour and 22 minutes, including credits, for this one. And... It will be better than this one. Probably not one of the top ten all-time for this year. But we will 
go ahead and leave you with our thought for the night, which, as always, is to stay safe, stay hungry, and watch out for wheelies when you have a stolen um, lunch pail. We'll talk to you all next week. As Kyra just nods. Yeah, I was trying to think of something, but my wheels weren't turning as fast as the the wheelers. All right, we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. <laughs> Come here, chickens! Ha ha ha!